Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design, and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Ephesians 2 and verse 10, you're going to have to look at it in the Amplified this morning. Uh, you look at it in the Amplified, and then we will um, get started. Ephesians 2 and verse 10, you have your Bibles, please look at this one in the Amplified. It says, for we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works which god prepared all right god prepared for us okay beforehand taking parts which he set look at that taking what parts which he did what set so that we would do what walk in them in other words living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us how many of you know that god has prearranged a good life yes, smile sweetheart all right god is for you <laughs> glory hallelujah your frames are nice amen glory to god do you laugh in this place do you know how to laugh laugh in the holy ghost amen glory to god you know, one of the things I told you during the Joy Hue, I think it was a Mary Hart or Joy Hue series, I said, God, heaven conducts its most serious business in the atmosphere of joy. If you are so serious that you don't know how to laugh, you are not enjoying God. If your spirituality does not smile, I mean, that's the sign you are anointed, then you cannot, you cannot live in heaven, I tell you. You cannot, the Bible says, he that sits in the heavens shall what? Glory, hallelujah, laugh, hallelujah, laugh in the Holy Ghost, amen, hallelujah. So how many of you are his workmanship? How many of you were created in the assembly line called Christ Jesus? That's good product there. You know, how many of you remember this um, um, commercial, good thinking, good product? Yoish nai, yoish kanai. Woo! So... This is good products. Fine work of art. Look at them. Glory, hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we go under the influence of your word. And light is shining in our hearts this morning. We decree and declare that the entrance of your word brings illumination. Brings revelation. Something good happens to your people today. In Jesus' holy name we declare amen you may be seated god bless you okay so what i have to teach this morning is pretty important and i really want to commit i really want to employ you to really pay close attention um i have a very strong feeling 
that the spirit of God is already preparing you for 2024. Amen. And we have what it takes to be attentive. We have what it takes to pay attention. And this service is almost like a climax leading to the 31st night where God's word is going to come to us as to what 2024 is going to hold. And I really, really want to encourage you to pay close attention to the conversations that we are going to have this morning. All right, so put the scripture, Ephesians 2 and verse 10 on the screen. Just put it on the screen. Um, and then I'll, I'll just look at it from the Amplified, and then we would begin to teach. I like this, so we can even start from here. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, and I've done two weeks of teaching you how that you are God's masterpiece. Two weeks, all right? In fact, not two, yeah, two weeks of Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday. That's four installations. All right? So go and listen to that. I mean, let me tell you, the one thing you must never be robbed of is your identity. And I'm not talking about your passport. I'm not talking about the color of your passport because I'm talking about your identity in Christ. You must never be robbed of it. Amen. It says, where is workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Now, I want us to read the remaining parts, the closing part of this text together which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. So listen, if you have been made God's workmanship and you don't walk in it, it's a waste of workmanship. You understand what I'm saying? It's a waste of workmanship. So you've got to walk in it. Very important. And today I want to show you how to walk in it. Amen. I want to show you how to walk in it. God has preordained that you should walk in it. You've got to walk in it. Say this with me. I've got to walk in it. Say, I am walking in it. In the name of Jesus. Say it again. I want to hear everybody's voices. Say, I'm walking in it. In the name of Jesus. So the episode title is Joy to Your World. Let's look at Luke chapter number 2. From verse 9 to 14. I'm going to touch it briefly. I'm not going to dwell on it so much. Right now, I'm just going to touch it to highlight the idea that God actually ordained that you should live this life in joy. He says, let's read this together, everybody, please. He says, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. Yeah? And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of what? Great joy, which shall be to what? All people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. All right? And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger where did i say we're going to stop verse 14 yeah and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising god and saying glory to god in the highest and on earth peace 
goodwill towards men. Glory, hallelujah. Now, look at the conversation. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Now, now you see, one of the ways that God wants you to enjoy peace is in knowing his master plan. Is in knowing his master plan. Peace towards men. Look, it's like the bequeather. You understand? I bequeath peace to you. I guess what I'm saying. I leave peace with you so that at no point, even when it comes to knowing God's pathway for your life, at no point are you without peace. I get what I'm saying. Peace and goodwill is what I bequeathed to you. Look, this is what Christmas must mean. Amen. This is what Christmas must, must mean. That the Savior is born and he has left you with his peace. Especially concerning, all right, his plan for your life. The master plan that he has for your life. Now listen to me. I am talking beyond having money. I'm talking beyond having a good job. I'm talking about being led by the Spirit and knowing exactly where he would have you be. Know exactly what he would have you do. That your life is not a gamble. That you don't live your life as it's a game of chance. You understand? You know, people say things like, we never knew we were going to arrive here. You can know. You can know. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can know all that will happen in your life should not come to you by surprise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you're, you're not living your life like a gamble. There is precision that came, hallelujah, with your new birth in Christ Jesus. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So I want you to, we've been talking in this series and bringing you design concepts. And when God was creating you in Christ Jesus, he put in your frame the ability to know what it is that his master plan is for your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? To be certain, to be able to walk in it, to be able to live in it, to, to be able to experience it. So I'm going to teach you this morning how, exactly how to experience it. Now, you know, I want to I share this with you. So write this down, please. There are three, three authorities that are always speaking at every, at every point in a man's life. Number one is usually the authority of God's word. Write it down, please. The authority of God's word. Number two is the authority of your experience. The authority of your experience. The authority of your experience. Number three is the authority of other people's experience. The authority of other people's experience or the authority of other people's experiences. Now, you know that the second two, the authority of your experience and the authority of other people's experience is not really authority. I hope you know it's not really authority. But I'm telling you there's a way you can engage with your experience that it becomes authority over your life. There's a way you can engage with other people's ex experience all right, that their experience becomes authority such that people now abandon the authority of God's word. So the only real authority is the authority of God's word. But if you check the way people live their lives, they are, they are more prone to follow the authority of their experience and they are more prone to follow the authority of other people's experience than they are designed or that they are developed 
to follow the authority of God's word. Now hear, hear this. Whenever an event happens in your life, that event creates an experience. And many times, people's experiences become triggers. Right? So, we start with event, experience, trigger. That's why, if you want to change a person's life, you will have to start by changing the event, then change the experience to be able to change a person's life. Now, let, let me explain what I'm saying. So, the event that people, okay, let me give you an example. So, imagine right now that as a, when you were graduating from college, your dad bought you a lemon suit, right? He bought you a lemon suit. And you see, all of the experiences that, you know, happened on that day, all of those joyful experiences that happened on that day, you could relate it with the lemon suit. I hope you know that that lemon suit will stand out everywhere you go in your life. You hear what I'm saying? So that once you see a lemon suit anywhere, you will be able to relate it with the trigger of that experience of joy that came into your life as you were graduating from college. If you flip what I am saying, this is the same way that people's experience with scarcity has created a trigger. So as they are entering a new year, they expect things to be hard. It's triggers. It's triggers. It's mental triggers. So as they are entering a new season of their lives, look, because this is what they have been used to, and this is what they know, and this is how their life has been. I've said this several times here. That if you have spent 18 years of your life being sick, there is something in your mind that recognizes you know when is the month for malaria. You know. You know. Who, who am I talking to here? You know, every month of, of August, malaria hits me. So you can't tell. It's a trigger. Now, you see, many times... People are not walking in the light of what he has prepared because they are following so faithfully the triggers that their experiences have created in their lives. Look, I didn't come here to deny your experience. I came here to introduce to you that there is a greater experience that you can also have. All right? is the experience of God's word. And I'm showing you how to walk in it now. It's the experience of God's word. And now you enter that experience through what we call meditation. Please write it down. Meditation. Listen, I didn't say hearing. I didn't say hearing. I did not say hearing. Because many times the link, the missing link between people's, um, people's experience in life and walking in that which God has created is meditation. Very important. So please write that down. Meditation. I didn't say hearing the word of God. Though. I said meditating on that which you have heard. So you see the same way that you have had an experience in a particular direction. When you want to change that experience, you will start first by meditating on the word of God. Listen to this. 
Meditation on God's word creates a new experience. So you can live in an experience in meditation before you live in that experience in the natural. Listen to me. Every one of us seated here now, right? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every one of us seated here now is at a point in their lives. There are certain activities that you start to do to get things moving. One of it is prayer. The other one is meditation. So you take the promises of God's word. I'm telling you how to walk in them. Because it's one thing to know that you are a masterpiece. It's another thing to walk in the things that God has prepared for you. So let me ask you. In, in 2024, does God want you sick? Hello? Okay, let me use 2020 as an example. And I, I, I just begin to take my points, all right? In 2020, COVID broke out, right? It was almost like, who won't get COVID? So it was like the narrative driver was almost everybody will come in contact with this thing at some point. I get what I'm saying? Now, if you ever came in contact with COVID and you got COVID, if care is not taken, that experience becomes a trigger that determines what the rest of your year is going to look like. Look, if you have been sick for five years, your mind is programmed to, to live with the sickness. So anybody who comes to tell you you would be healed is like they are serving you something that is too good to be true. What do you mean? Five years. Because that experience has built triggers in your mind. To break that mold, you would have to do what we call meditating on the promises of God. So for you, you are not just, you're not just a believer that just, oh, I'm a believer. Oh, glory to God. I listen to the word of God. But how much of God's word are you meditating on? So you've, ex you've had experiences with scarcity, for example. All through 2023, you didn't have enough. You want to change that? You want to, you want to change that mode. You want to change that trigger. Right? You take God's word right there. This is how to walk in it. You take God's word. You go into the place of prayer. And you begin to meditate the word of God. Listen. You start to meditate on God's word. You are having an experience with the word. Such that when you come out, your focal systems have been reprogrammed to begin to see opportunities for the fulfillment of the word that you have received. Write this down, please. I'm going somewhere with all of this. Very important. People don't, please take, pay attention to this. You don't see with your eyes. You don't hear with your, eye, with your ears. You see through your eyes. You hear through your ears. You know what you see with? You see with your mind. That's why they, they tell you, you see what you're looking for. What you want to see is what you're going to see. 
So I'm, 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 I'm bringing this together for a bit. So people don't see with their eyes. No, they don't see with their eyes. They see with their minds. I, oh boy, is somebody hearing what I'm saying? People don't hear with their ears. They hear with their minds. That's why you can't talk to somebody now. They'll hear what you didn't say. It's the programming system that is interpreting what you are saying. That's what they are hearing with. So what we are asking people to do in meditation is enter into the word of God and start to have an experience with God's word where the programming system through which the seeing is taking place starts to change. And that's your mind. The next time you hear that, you know, people are, are running away to one side of town, you're not going to do that. You know why? Look, whilst, you're, whilst they are not seeing something, you can see something because now the interpretation force is God's word, not the environment. Yes, sir. Is somebody hearing what I'm yes, saying? Say this with me. In the name of Jesus, I see, I know, I'm led. I want you to put that scripture, Ephesians 2 and verse 10. Let's take this further. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained, that we should walk in them. And it is in this walking in it that I am really focusing on. You see, because in walking in it, this is where you understand his master plan. So, hello church. Do you know that in 2024, naturally speaking, there will be a lot of hardship in the nation? Do you know that? Oh, it's going to get, you know, there was a time when we knew that it was going to hit a thousand um, naira to the dollar. It might get worse. Look at me, everybody. It might hit a thousand five hundred. Before mid-2024. Guess what? The guy who is governed by that system is already afraid. Fear has hit you. You're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? But now there is another person who sees with a different lens. It is the picture of two people went into the, the, the land that was promised. Um, um, what's this guy's name? Um, th this guy now. Joshua and Caleb, right? And then the remaining others went into the same place, but they saw different things. Because one was processing the conversation through the promises of God's word. The other was processing the conversation through what's going on in the environment. So if you're going to walk in it, you would have to change how your mind works. Your mind will have to be fixed on God's word than it is fixed on the environment. Can we say amen? amen. So to walk in it, therefore, the Bible says God has ordained that you should walk in it. To walk in these experiences, these things that God has promised, the first thing you're going to remember, realize is that your experiences are triggers. Please write it down. Your experiences are triggers. The second thing I want you to do is realize that you will have to change your experiences through meditating on God's word. You know, this can sound very normal to you. 
all right? It can sound very, in quotes, boring to you. But I'm telling you how to get results. Glory, hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So your experiences are triggers. Let me put it like this. How many of you know how people get afraid of traveling by road because they had a bad experience? So every time they enter into a car, the memory starts to come. It doesn't mean that that journey they're about to go on is going to be a bad one. It's just that the trigger of their experience is probably going to determine whether they enjoyed the journey or not. You hear what I'm saying? So to help that person, we take that person into a room and then we feed them with God's word of promises of safety and preservation such that even if the entire bus goes busting to flames, somehow you come out. It gives you a new kind of expectation as you're going on that journey. Guess what? When everybody is afraid, you'll be sleeping. That's how 2024 is going to look. I guess what I'm saying? Somebody would take God's word concerning their finances. I've been saying this since, since November. You carry God's word about your finances. Enter into the secret place and have an affair with the word of God until it creates an experience in your mind. Then when you come outside, you are ready to see opportunities based on the word of God that has been planted in your heart. Listen, sir. There are opportunities. There are opportunities. The block is usually my experiences. So I want to leave a town. Somebody is coming to the same town. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So your experiences are triggers. I, I hope you get this. Your experiences are triggers. So you change your experience by meditation. Hello, look up at me, everybody. By meditation, you have an experience of wealth. Oh, not by having money. Listen, not by having money. You want to wait to have money before you start to experience wealth. No. By revelation, you have an experience of wealth by meditating on God's word. Such that that, that experience has formed your mold. When everybody is talking, you are interpreting things based on your experience. Listen, there is no such thing as an authority. The only authority is God's word. There is no such thing. Your experience is not an authority. Other people's experience is not an authority. Let me tell you what impossibilities are. The things you have not experienced. That's all that impossibilities are. So when somebody comes out, listen, when somebody comes out and says, oh, uh, no, that can never happen. It is that from your frame of reference, from your frame of confinement, you are saying that it has not happened to you. Your word is not authority. I get what I'm saying. Because the Bible says, to him that believes, all things are what? possible so you say they've never they've never opened the door like that to someone before that's you from the frame of your experience and so listen there's nothing authoritative about people's submissions concerning what is possible and what is not there's nothing authoritative about it let me also tell you something there's nothing smart about it it doesn't matter how a person positions himself to talk about impossibilities there's nothing smart about it 
I get what I'm saying. When people tell, tell, try to tell, that's why those of you who do mentors, choose wisely. I know mentoring is good. Don't get me wrong. But choose wisely. Make sure that you're not choosing somebody who is just about to carry you on their own journey of impossibilities. Because all that they are saying to you is from the frame of their own reference and from the confinement of their own mind, this is what has not happened. So every time you listen to a doctor tell you, you are 40, you can't have a child, make sure you have the authority of God's word. It will show you a Sarah who was 90 and had a child. You don't have a degree, so you cannot have a good job. And to show you a Joseph, who was not even a citizen, that became prime minister. I guess what I'm saying. People are going to be having intercourse with the word of God to create new experiences first in their minds. Then they will live in that experience in the natural. Let's read this together. It says, which God, everybody together, which God has before ordained that we should do what? Walk in them. So if you're going to be healthy all through 2024, you would have to meditate on God's word concerning health. Listen, you not even look at the experience of your body. The Bible says of Abraham, the Bible says he considered not. That's what meditation is, considering. <laughs> he considered not his own body being dead. He did not consider it. So what else are you now considering? You are considering on the promises of God. Let me tell you, as you enter, I mean, as you leave this place even, you'll be hit with many news. You understand what I'm saying? But you consider not. Are you getting what I'm saying? You consider not the scarcity of fear. You consider not all that is going on. Let me tell you, this thing is tangible stuff. Yesterday, when I was leaving my house, I needed to do some repairs on the car. The, the trunk just wouldn't open. I was leaving the house with reserve fuel, okay? And so as I was driving out, and you know, there's been no fuel. As I was driving out, I said, dear Lord Jesus, this car must not stop. <laughs> it must not stop on the way. Sure you know that there are some things that must never happen. If you drive that kind of vehicle, there are some things that must never happen. Your fuel can never finish. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. Let me tell you, if fuel finishes in the car, you can spend two million. Just for, hey, Jesus. Hey, you see, you know, there are some vehicles it can suck, it can suck empty dry tank, it will still wake up. This one, <laughs> if it sucks like this, where you, that, you can push how? So I said, precious Holy Spirit, I'm going, I have to go out. Okay? You will lead me to where we will buy fuel. Through to the word, before the day was over, I was able to buy the quantity of fuel I wanted. I was led into the right experience. I've gone to Lekki. I've come back this morning. For a day. I get what I'm saying? 
You can do transactions, walking in the things you've meditated on. You meditated on the promises of God concerning that how that trans, how that favor will come to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? And then everybody here. Let me tell you what even happened there yesterday. So um, when I went to buy fuel, you see this Nigeria, you know that we are biggest problem. Hmm? I and another guy. In fact, the guy was a spokesperson. We went to the owner of the. I think he looked like the owner of the fuel station. And the guy spoke to him that he wants to buy fuel, 20K, that he should please sell fuel to him, right? So that guy now says, no, that he's going to charge him 10% of that as commission. That is 22K to get him 20K fuel. So he said, okay, take 21 now. The guy said, no, it is 22 or nothing. So I tried to speak. All right, but I was in the shadow of this human, so I just spoke a little, and then the guy continued talking. And then he turned to me and said, it's a rip-off. Let's go. You know? Me, when no say, I no get for fuck. Which guy rip-off? <laughs> so I, I actually followed him, you know, and went back to the car. I was trying to call my wife all the time. Went back to the car, you know, waited at the car for a bit. He drove off. I don't know what fuel he has. So I said, this is, I'm telling you a real life story. So I said, precious Holy Spirit, this guy will agree for me at 21K. And so I walked back. I said, sir, take 21 now. And he said, go and bring it. Take your account. And, and guess what? After he told me, I still eventually didn't need him again. Because apparently, the POS people already have a deal. You say, they, don't, they don't take card, they don't take anything. So you sell with cash, you give POS person cash. POS person, yeah, you guess what I'm saying? Transfers the money back. To, I don't know if you understand the transaction. But guess what? I left that place with the fuel that I needed. You know why? Because when I was leaving the house, I already said, precious Holy Spirit, you are leading me to where I will get fuel. That transaction became my frame of reference. It didn't matter what was happening around me. Who's hearing what I'm saying? Who's hearing what I'm saying? So you go into that place of meditation, having interactions with the word of God. You take God's word concerning your provision. God's word concerning your health. God's word concerning your finances. You meditate on it until it becomes flesh in your spirit. Now you have had an experience with the word of God. And then you go out. That experience now forms your frame of reference. Let me tell you what I'm saying. You go out now. I'm sure the first time NK got her vehicle, she started noticing cars like that. Maybe the same color. The first time I got a Sienna, that was when I knew there was Sienna. And it wasn't because that was when Sienna's were created. It was because that was when I could recognize them. So something is happening in your frame of reference with the word of God such that now you are recognizing the opportunities for the fulfillment of promises. So you've meditated on the favor of God so much that when you go out, other people are complaining, uh-uh, nothing, is no favor here. You cannot just be nice to us. 
and then you come with the frame of reference of favor and guess what only you get to see what every other person is not seeing say in the name of Jesus I am walking in it so I said change your experiences through meditation now everything I'm sharing with you is called reprogramming your reticular programming system your mind amen look at me everybody are you being blessed by this see grace has made available hmm? faith takes that which grace has made available having a wonder to yourself why there's so much healing yet people are dying God is a good God his provision is excellent <laughs> just imagine for a second somebody comes to you to be prayed for I say pastor pray for me I believe God gave me this sickness so that I can be humble I guess I'm saying they came to you that God wants to teach them a lesson by making them sick I, 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 I get what I'm saying I get what I'm saying. Look, look, even if you come with a truckload of anointing. See, listen. Oh boy, is somebody hearing what I'm saying? This thing I'm telling you is by the Spirit. You come with a truckload of anointing. Do you know when I was growing up in in in, in you know as a child, eh? As a teenager growing up, I could not imagine that that the Adeboye can pray for somebody and they will die. They will not get healed. What are you talking about? That dude he Hey, brother. <laughs> you know where power is working? Power. You would imagine that any kaira, he, swala, sile, anything he touches, boom. My brother, it is not so. The interpretation of that power in people's minds has not changed. So they can't receive. 2024, you will spend time meditating on God's word. You can have an experience of abundance before you have abundance. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about hearing. Hearing is good. I'm talking about going back to meditate on the word until the light of the word shines in your heart and starts to change the non-conscious programming of the heart. <laughs> Some of you are programmed to go late. Start meditating on punctuality. I'm serious. Imagine God came late in redemption. <laughs> no, just imagine that as Jesus was carrying liters of blood to come and pay for the sins of the old world, he arrived late. <laughs> <laughs> so to change that programming you start meditating on things like the faithfulness of God how that you know you know that many people still believe that God can leave them stranded so you start meditating on the faithfulness of God because see who God is to you 
will transform who you are to others. You know the reason why people are not gracious is because God is not gracious to them. They don't see him as gracious. How can I let you go when God has not let me go? Who is hearing what I'm saying? How can I forget what you did just like that when God is still holding me to ransom? God still remembers my my one night stand. (laughs) He still remembers and he's holding me to account. How do I know? One time, I did not have a particular infection. And at another time, that infection has come. And for 18 years, that's not gone. How do I know? God is punishing me. Then somebody now laughs at your dress. You let them go. <laughs> Even your great-grandchildren. We hear that somebody laughed at your dress. Your great-grandchildren. But you see, who the Lord is to us, by experience, is who we must be to people. So when you hear me forgive people and just let go of things they've said, you think I'm stupid. <laughs> you, you understand? It's because as I sit in interaction with the Spirit of God, I see how much he has loved me. He that is loved much, love. He that is forgiving much, forgives. Say this with me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus I walk in the experience of God's word. Say it again. In the name of Jesus, I walk in the experience of God's word. So what three authorities did I say? Number one, the authority of what? The word of God. Number two, the authority of what? Number three, the authority of what? Other people's experience. Hey, hey, that one is very powerful. Somebody failed in a business. They go about telling other people, that business, leave it all. (laughs) Uh, as some of you, eh, the reason why you've never ventured beyond your comfort zone, the reason why you've never tried anything, huh, is because they said other people failed there. What if God gave you a new experience from the word of God concerning your life? Glory, hallelujah. Is somebody being blessed by this? Let me touch on this one and then I'll start to show you scriptures. How much time do I have? Okay, there's still some time. There's something called set points. Please write it down, set points. Everybody, see I'm telling you how this thing is going to be in 2024. Everybody has set points. See, there's a particular set point now that a person has in his mind where anything after that is expensive. You know? That's <laughs> after this programming now. If you <laughs> if you move outside this set point, it's expensive. Meanwhile, for another person, that is their new threshold. You understand what I'm saying? So you by interaction, I'm talking about walking in them. I'm not talking about knowing them. I guess some masterpiece, master plan, all of the things that masterpieces can do. I mean, there's one of your kind, one of your kind, one of your kind. There's even a way you can heal cancer that this person may not be able to replicate. 
You can have a revelation from God's word to just laugh and cancer will disappear. I get what I'm saying? It's still healing. But I brought a new creativity that is peculiar to me. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? The frame of people's reference is based on what those set points are. So if you've never seen 10 million and they tell you a project is going to be 10 million, right? Before the man finishes, your heart has failed. You'll be like, from where? How? So you know what you do in those moments? I, I, I know somebody's hearing me. You stay in God's word. God's, God's word can give you fast acceleration. Imagine somebody, just imagine what will become of a person who is meditating on by this time tomorrow. In the light of redemption. Something, you know, this was under the old covenant too. This guy said, by this time tomorrow, the barley of wheat shall sell for so and so. You know how to quote it and hit your head on your wall. But just imagine that in the light of redemption, you have a by this time tomorrow experience. Just imagine what will happen to your finances. I trust in the name of Jesus that because you meditated on that thing so much, it has become life to you. It has become a new experience. As you are hearing people talk about scarcity, you say, you don't know, not me. I live in a different plane. I live in a new world. I live in a new planet. It's planet created by words, by interaction. I call it intercourse with God's word. One of the most authoritative voices that is not authority is the experiences of people. Is, you know, <laughs> have you heard, heard people speak ignorance with so much? <laughs> I mean, this is ignorance on rampage. You know, at those times, because you don't want them to feel embarrassed, you just... <laughs> you just nod but you know it's not true but let's make them feel happy <laughs> and they say it with confidence in the name of Jesus God's word is your only frame of reference Amen. I decree and declare I feel the power of God none of you will hit an impossibility that cannot be reprogrammed by the word of God. Amen. I say it again. In the name of Jesus. As you enter 2024. None of you will hit an impossibility. That cannot be reprogrammed by the word of God. Amen. How many of you remember this exclamation? We have toiled all night. It's a story of people's experience. Just imagine Peter comes out now start to talk about his experience that night it was stopping we toyed all night and we caught nothing then you tell his brothers and sisters don't enter that place oh. nothing did they and of course he's talking authoritative I'm the expert at law I'm the expert at fishery don't go there but a master superior intelligence shows up the same night says cast your net to the other side listen he didn't just say for a catch for a catch of your life 
In other words, outside my influence, you may never see this catch again. For a catch, for the catch of your life. Same boat, same sea, same net. Few seconds later, they are calling people to help them. Authority of God's word. Brothers and sisters, authority of God's word. Just imagine you say, ah, man of God. Man of God, you don't. <laughs> Who are you? I'm, a, I'm, I'm the son of God. I'm the minister of the gospel. What's your experience with fishery? Say none. What's your experience with oceanography? <laughs> the man said none. So do you know how to cast nets? You know it's a skill to cast nets. He said, I don't. I don't know how to cast nets. But there's something you don't know. I created all. May your life go in the way of the supernatural. This new year, may things that defy people's intelligence become regular occurrence to you. Listen, results that defy people's experience become regular occurrence to you. What I'm sharing with you is that this thing was an installation. This walking in it was installed at your new birth. The ability to know, the ability to see, the ability to be led. Everybody is walking out of the ocean with empty. That's when you're going. You say, ah, this one, leave him. She don't color. You <laughs> say, I'm seeing something. Glory, hallelujah. Listen, let me, let me say this and then I'll, I'll proceed. Just show you some scriptures. Are you being blessed? Yes. When they, they say a person is psychosis, then they say a person is mad. Hmm? They say a person has psychosis. You know the person is also interpreting data. Uh, they are interpreting data. See, <laughs> No, they are interpreting data. Eh? It's just that the data, <laughs> the way they are interpreting the data and what they are using to interpret the data is not connecting at all. So you say this one has lost it. They are still interpreting data. They are breathing the oxygen you are breathing. They are seeing the sun you are seeing. But their way of interpreting data is upside down. Now for the man who is born of the spirit. You now start to interpret data using God's word. You see what I'm saying now? I guess what I'm saying. So now you are using the word of God as the frame of reference for interpreting data. You are not using people's experiences. You are not using your own experience. You are not using the authority of anything else. The way you are arriving at this conclusion is that you are using the authority of the word. Ask medical sciences. A lady cannot get pregnant without a womb. True or false? Until you now start to read chronicles of the works of God's power. How that people have gotten pregnant with no womb. So you now wonder, what carried the baby? How was the baby carried? I decree and declare. You are intelligent to these things we are sharing. Amen. Your minds are open to them. Amen. Limitations are not yours. Amen. Yesterday I was telling you about the careful arrangement of things. The careful, the system of this world. I knew this thing eh, at a very early time in my life. So I said, questioning, ask my dad. I didn't want to do NYSE. Not because I have a hot head. I just said, knowing that. Dad, I'm not going to work in government. I'm not. I'm not. 
and I'm not going to get a white collar job. The only places I applied for a white, go and Google, that I applied for a job was McKinsey. Hmm? Mm hmm. Me, bank. I'm not saying anything is wrong with bank. Oh. Are you hearing me? I did not say that anything is wrong with bank. Me, bank. Somebody will fight. Where, how? How? <laughs> I guess what I'm saying? Because the interpretation system has been fixed a long time ago. Uh, uh, so it starts looking like you are stubborn. No, I'm not stubborn. There's a way my life is meant to go. I know it's not government. I know. I know. If they come tomorrow, it's not me. See our members, and there will be thousands. Are you getting what I'm saying? Take one of them. I can't even give you somebody. I trust them. But me, you will not see me. I guess what I'm saying? Because there is a way your life ought to go. This is how some people can be sure that God doesn't want you sick. God doesn't want you broke. Oh, just imagine you're living the whole of 2024 with no broke day. No sick day. Glory to God forevermore. Rejoice. Glory to God. Say this with me. I walk in them. Say it again. Say I walk in them. Say it one more time. Say I walk in them. The Bible says God has ordained it that you should walk in it. Glory, hallelujah. He's ordained it. Glory to God that you should walk in it. Oh, glory to God. Somebody hearing what I'm saying. God has done what? Ordained it. In other words, he has, he has made it available. He has prepared it. Your job is to walk in it. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Say the only authority that I pay attention to is the authority of the word of God revealing Jesus to me. Kai, what a year we're going to have. What a glorious year we're going to have. How many can smell it already? You know, you've gotten to the end of 20, 2024 and you won. What a glorious year. God has been preparing us since November. What a glorious year we're going to have. What a glorious year we're going to have. I said, what a glorious year we're going to have. I said, what a glorious year we're going to have. Hey, what a glorious year we're going to have. Glory to God. I said, what a glorious year we're going to have. Say, Pastor, what if you arrived at November and you died? Me. <laughs> the interpretation system did not show me death. We don't look to the grave, we look to the sky. Can I share a few things more with you? Are you sure you can take it? 1201. I'll soon leave you, amen. Don't be out impurity, please, please. I'll soon leave you. Glory to God. So this episode, Joy to Your World. What is the joy in not being led? <laughs> Ibos call it E.T. Yes, no leading. No leading. Has it ever happened to you? How many of you know 2000 when the bomb blast? You know, many people, many people died without compass. 
as they heard the blast, as people were running, they started running. I guess what I'm saying? Where is the lady? If one person just paused, I said, hold on, where? <laughs> These things I'm, I'm teaching you now, you go home and you meditate on it. It forms that frame of reference. I'm never in a hurry. I'm always at the right place at the right time. God has set on my path people and systems to be a blessing to me at all times. My life is not an expression of my earnings. My life is an expression of his favor. Just imagine you try to program your life based on what you earn now before you buy bicycle tire. <laughs> Bicycle tire now is now. <laughs> <There's something. laughs> ah, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Say, I walk in them. This masterpiece function, you walk in it. Intelligence by the Spirit. Somebody's listening to you, start prophesying over them, you start speaking words. By the Spirit. They say, how did you know? By the Spirit. I just knew by the Spirit. This is how our year is going to be. Amen. Listen, let me tell you. Are you being blessed? Yes, sir. Are you really being blessed? Yes, sir. Listen, the future is not actually a place. So. The future is not a place. The future is interactions. Interactions happening now from the things you already have. The mingling that you are having with the things you already have is your future. Is somebody here what I'm saying? Yes. The future is not a place. Somebody comes and says, I have not. Then scripture says, even that which you have will be taken away from you. Right. Now somebody says, see, let me tell you. Eh? No matter how small what you have is right now, you're mingling with that thing in meditation. You're mingling with the word of God in that place is how the thing will come out. The, everybody seated here is already loaded with their nations inside them. So when Jesus was in that wilderness place and they said there was five loaves and two fish, he said, don't run around, stay here. The miracle will come out of this thing. So what did he do? He took it. He broke it. These are spiritual activities. Gave thanks to God. So everyone who has their eyes fixed on God's word as the final authority will continue to multiply baskets. Fragments. Not one, not two, not three. Ah, but you started with 3K. I lifted it to God. And God multiplied it. Now it's now 10 million. These are, these are the abilities that the Spirit of God gave you at redemption. Listen, when Jesus came, he didn't come to show off. You understand? Just show, you, just show Queen how much of a powerful guy I am. So that Queen will be impressed. Hopefully, I can. You know? No. He came to make us as he is. So everything Jesus did was a prototype demonstration. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen them test cars, test phones? 
test all those things. Prototype. In healing the sick, in opening blind eyes, it was prototype of those who will come after. Thank you, Jesus. Can you take some? I'll give you 10 more minutes. Glory to God. Ephesians 5, 17 to 20. 1 Corinthians 2, 12 to 16. I'm telling you now, so that <laughs> James 1, 23 to 25. All right. See, my book has closed. Did you get the scriptures? Yes. Ephesians 5, 17 to what? To 20. 1 Corinthians 2, 12 to 16. James 1, 23 to 25. See it, see it. <laughs> I've closed my book. So it's, it's winding down time now. It says, wherefore what? Be not what? Unwise. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. You understand it to walk in it. Amen? Understanding what the will of the Lord is. Where did you start from? No, let, let's, let's, go, let's go to verse 15, 16. 15. Thank you. It says, let's read together. Everybody wants to go. See then that you walk, what? Circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise. See then. Let's read again. Want to go? See then that you walk what? Circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. First Corinthians 2 14. Put it, put it, put it. First Corinthians 2 and verse 14. Let's read. Want to go? But the what? The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Why? For they are what? Foolishness unto them. So the one who walks as fools and not wise is the one who cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness to me. For example, you're going to have a child at 90. It's foolishness. You've been broke. But tomorrow you're manifesting as a millionaire. Foolishness. You say, how? How? And you know the first thing logical people will say. You're very... Ugh. I try to yab now, but no, I won't. Intellectual ignoramus. They just, uh, uh, you just shout. You sit down in church and shout, Amen, Amen, Amen. Where's your job? You know, in, in my life, I'll just shock people. Amen, amen. Yes. I guess what I'm saying? Yes. That thing that he magnified, I'll just come in with it and just give somebody. Hello? I just give somebody. And then, that's how easy it is to get. Or you worship it. You worship it. <laughs> so to walk as fools is to not be able to discern and receive the things of the Spirit. Healing is spiritual. So you, you, can't, you can't receive it because your mind is full of what Google says. Your mind is full of what the economy says. Brother, 
in this same economy, people are opening their houses, buying their cars, doing well for themselves and their family. They can't see the famine. They can't see it. They can't see it. You understand what I'm saying? They can't see the famine. And you see, if those guys are not saved, they are not our example. We stay with the word of God. We bring our own references from the word of God. And that's how our year is going to look. Glory, hallelujah. And when you're blessed with friends that remind you of God's word. Community, you know, you know, church community members that remind you of God's word. You know, this week, yesterday, yesterday, I was so sick from Friday into yesterday. So sick. <laughs> so sick. You'd be amazed that I'm talking here now. I was so sick. And Doc was at work for three days. I said, baby, I'm not feeling well. Oh, you are the healer. Ah. <laughs> I know that's what I'm going to hear. <laughs> Baby, can you just let me just, you know, just, just suck up a little. Eh? No way. You are the healer of the Lord. Say it. You are the healer of the Lord. I'm the healer of the Lord. You know, there are times when the pastor too needs to be reminded. I'm the healer of the Lord. I'm the healer of the Lord. I'm true to the word. I am the healer of the Lord. Glory, hallelujah. So you marry people that remind you God's word. You have friends with people that remind you God's word. You do business with people that remind you God's word. They don't pity with you. They say, let's, let's, have a fit. let's have a pity party. Let's reminisce on the past. Let's, no, 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 no. Say in the name of Jesus. I am not a fool. Come on, say it, say it, say it. I am not a fool. If I ask you now, who do you call foolish? <laughs> if you say, that person is foolish. Your yardstick for foolish <laughs> can be very worldly and earthly. God's interpretation of a fool is one who cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. They can't see it. They can't know it. What does it mean to walk circumspectly? It is to walk in the light of the things that the Holy Ghost is revealing. Otherwise, any sickness can touch you. Any disease can touch you. You know, when Ebola came, I'm closing, amen. You can go and read the remaining scripture at home, amen. When Ebola came, honestly, for a split second, fear gripped my heart. Fear. Who? You know, it was coming from Liberia and we saw the dead toe. That was one of those moments where I thought the world is finishing. We could see people die in their numbers. And then, and then as, I, as that fear gripped my soul, I went to Isaiah 53. I get what I'm saying. Who has believed that report? Then I started reading. Then I started reading. I said, oh, no, no, no. This Ebola knows who he came to look for. Not me. Let me show you James 1, 25. You can go check all of this at home. James 1, 23 to 25, and that's close Bible, close everything. <laughs> Give the Lord a shout of praise. Glory to God. Let's read together. Everybody want to go. For if any... 
be what a hearer of the word of God and not a doer. He is like a man beholding his, his natural face in a glass. Next verse. For he beholdeth himself and goes his way and straightway forgeteth what manner of man he is or he was. But let's read this together. Everybody wants to go out loud. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. The same. He be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man will what? Shall be blessed in all his deeds. Continuing walking in it. Stay in the promises. Intercourse with the promises of God. And see how your year is going to be. So joy to your word. Amen. Joy to your word. Glory. Hallelujah. Listen, guys. How much joy is it that you don't know what plane is going to crash? Is it joy? You have entered. <laughs> you have already entered. Sat down. You know, two people are so carnal. They just, they, they just enter. They just, they just sit down. Then they, <laughs> give me rice, rice. <laughs> I want champagne, champagne. <laughs> you know, the, one of these local flights just a few weeks ago, a few days ago, a lady sat down inside. In the air, in the air, the lady held the door and was trying to open it. They, they, <laughs> they rushed, they rushed her like this. She said, she said she was trying to check whether it to open. <laughs> you enter no discernment you are eating tea tea give me biscuit biscuit no discernment nothing somebody will just open door door <laughs> and that's the end <laughs> that's the end i mean how 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 did he end for door they open door god forbid say in the name of jesus i'm led by the spirit I know what to do. I know how to do it. I have inspiration, perception by the Spirit. Glory, hallelujah. Say it again in the name of Jesus. I am led by the Spirit. I am not ordinary. I pick up signals by the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. You're about getting on the bus. The Spirit of God says, no, don't get on that bus. You will know. You will know. You will know. The testimony shouldn't always be you got on the bus and God delivered you. The testimony can also be before I got on the bus, I knew there was danger somewhere. Amen. You know what business to start. Glory, hallelujah. I'm closing, amen. You know what business to start. Amen. 
the days of everybody doing sachet water is over now. It's over now. Nobody's doing that anymore. But there was a time everybody was doing it. I'm led by the Spirit. Rise to your feet. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Everybody. Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Share.